it is recording now. So guys, uh, welcome to episode number one of Fortitude Fitness. And with me is my partner in crime, Alan Reed out of Wales. Hey guys, great to meet you. Really looking forward to our podcasts. Sweet, man. And you know me as well as Coach Sean Casto, owner of Action Fitness, Women's Only Fitness Center here in Washington, D.C. So Alan and I started this podcast uh, just because we'll, we'll go into a little bit more into the reasons why we started this. But uh, besides to talk a lot of shit and uh, carry on with some banter uh, with sports and beer and training. But uh, more importantly, you know, we're kind of pissed off about the industry and we feel like there needs to be a big change and uh, just how guys carry on with themselves. So, Alan, why don't you go ahead and dig a little bit deeper into the purpose of of what is behind our mission here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I've primarily been, um, been working with women in the fitness industry. Uh, most of my transformation clients in the gym tend to be women. But I've kind of, I really do enjoy training guys. I really enjoyed strength training. I'm really big on kettlebell training as well. And um, I've a little bit of background actually about how Fortitude came to being. So I've known John for about a year now, really. Um, I actually physically met him in person um, last, was it April or May, John? It was April, man. April, yeah. And we met in San Diego. We were at... um, a mastermind, the mindset uh, seminar, a mastermind where we met some really, really cool people that we're friends with people all around the world now uh, because of this event we were at in San Diego. But John and I really hit it off. Um, we've regularly been on Skype with each other, chatting about uh, business and giving each other tips and things like that. And then about four or five weeks ago, I kind of thought um you know we both got different strengths and weaknesses with the business to be honest and i kind of suggested to john you know should we maybe work together and we came up with this idea of fortitude fitness and you know we're both just two normal guys who love training love sports love having a couple of beers and just enjoy a good time and we kind of want to take our experiences of what we've done in the fitness industry so John's done more sort of physique and bodybuilding type training than me, whereas I've done uh, powerlifting and more kind of what I'd kind of, I know it may sound a bit kind of corny, but maybe kind of uh, uh, kind of alpha male sort of training, just kind of lifting heavy stuff and moving things around the gym. But we've decided to come together and, you know, with the mindset training we've done in the past, um, that's really improved everything in our own lives. The sort of training that we've done, and also our nutrition expertise, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a precision nutrition coach and a body type nutrition coach as well. We want to bring really good, simple fitness fitness um, life lessons to guys all around the world. And that's kind of how Fortitude came to being, really. So what um, our ethos is, is really we just uh, want to help guys, whether it's in our free online Facebook group, whether it's through the podcast, through webinars, um, or even through, you know, programs that dude sign up for we just want to give people simple life lessons that are going to drastically change their life their mindset their health their fitness and just basically get a a bunch of guys who are tired of all the excuses they don't want to give excuses anymore they're tired of all the kind of misinformation in the fitness industry and they just want to go into a gym have a program just lift some heavy stuff and feel good about themselves and i'm pretty sure john would agree with kind of what i've just said there yeah man and uh speaking of heavy stuff so 
we're going to have a rule here. So one, we cannot convert kilos into pounds. So if you say you lift 300 kilos and then I deadlift <laughs> 330 pounds, I technically lift more. So that is just a little disclaimer. So it's up to, yeah, uh, it's up to our listeners. Sure that works. Yeah, man, it's all right. <laughs> and, and so, um, so John, I'm kind of, I've never really spoken too much about it before, but, um, I'm actually really intrigued about what sort of, uh, you know, the, obviously the training is kind of fairly obvious behind a, a bodybuilding or physique competition, but I'd just like to know about kind of, um, how long you were training for and what the nutrition was like and actually kind of how difficult you found it. If you could just let, let us know a bit more about that. Yeah, man. So I, I've done one comp and, uh, I, I placed eight out of eight. It was pretty sweet. But uh, on, a, on a lighter note, uh, I was doing it, and there was a bigger purpose behind it to, than to actually compete and, and win. That was not my focus. Uh, so the, the backstory behind it is I had opened my gym uh, right, right about uh, a week after I signed a, a five-year commitment to being where I am now in Washington, D.C., where my gym is. Uh, I, my ex-girlfriend uh, gave me some pretty unfortunate news. Uh, that left me no choice but to end our relationship there, and she was she was the primary reason why I had stayed around where I am, and or else I'd be off in San Diego actually. Uh, so I I'd gone through some ups and downs, as you know, starting out your gym, you know, you're working like a dog, grinding it out, long days, late nights, early mornings, and I, I literally just let myself go, and you know everything had kind of turned the shit with that, so. You know, my personal life, my, my, you know, my professional life was just exhausting and uh, my my financial life, my health, everything was just kind of going down. Like, and and that's, I think that's a big thing behind, you know, what we're doing here with Fortitude Fitness is it all starts with health. You know, like if, if you invest that time and energy and effort and focus into your health and fitness and staying lean and feeling confident from that, it, it reflects in every other area of your life. Yeah. And, and it, it's a lesson in itself because as I went in my downward spiral, I quit training for like three or four months. I didn't step foot in another gym. And, uh, and then, you know, I was, I was literally 30 some thousand dollars in credit card debt, just almost running out of money. I didn't know where I was going with the business. And this is only eight months in, you know, it was eight months after, after the uh, breakup and everything. So, you know, um, all areas of my life were going downward and, uh, I turned things financially around with the gym once I invested in a mentor, uh, Simon, as, as you had as well. And But I still wasn't there physically. Like I started working out again, but I wasn't really committed. I wasn't focused. I was, you know, every couple days I was cheating on my diet. And then I just got to the point where I said, fuck it. Like I need to recommit myself at a higher level. And the, the, the biggest lesson I want everyone to take away, if you're trying to see body fat drop you know consistently and get to a really low single digit body fat percentage or even close to it uh that takes a lot of effort a lot of focus and and the the two biggest takeaways i want everyone on this uh, that's listening to have is that you need to commit externally and you need to, you need to focus on yourself internally because if you don't yeah. if you don't do both you're not going to be successful and if you do reach your goal uh, like I did, but you don't do the self work in the process and the habits and you know the introspective focus with yeah. your mindset, with your diet, with your day to day, with your attitude, with your focus around fat loss, maintaining a lean body mass. You're going to pack it back on. Okay, so uh, basically, yeah. what I did one to segue and really launch myself and get lean as heck is I publicly announced over Facebook what I was going to do, my intention. 
So I put it out there. You know, I find, and I find this within our own clients, I'm sure you see this, Alan, is, well, you know, we tend to let other, we tend to let ourselves down before we let others down. 100%. Yeah. So we're too caught up with what other people think. Oh, totally. You know, when you, but if you're a people pleaser like me, you can use that to your strength. Yeah. So, so what I did is I broadcasted that I, what I was doing and I, I made a big, a big deal about it, you know, and it was, it was a big deal to me. For, you know, for my personal health, my, my confidence, my self-worth, my self-image. And by putting it out there and committing to sharing my fat ass on, you know, through pictures and videos uh, on a weekly basis, I had no other option but to follow through with my diet and follow through with my training. And I think you, you know as well as I do that diet is really the magical part about, you know, the body comp. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. So, so basically what I did is through that experience, every single week I put out, I shared what I was doing, how I was doing it, why I was doing it. And every single week there was a picture of me with a shirt off showing my progress. And that I, I basically created an accountability system for myself. And when I stepped on stage, I was around probably seven or 8% body fat, the leanest I probably had ever been in my life. Wow. And uh, yeah, man, it was pretty cool. It was a 12-week journey, uh, 16 weeks if you count the bulking on the front. Um, yeah. But yeah, honestly, my exercise habits have sustained that level for, what is it? It's over. It's, it's actually been about a year now since my competition. Um, but I didn't work on myself in the process. So I got my exercise habits back in. That wasn't really the root issue. It was just, you know, my self-image self-worth, self-confidence, and that has been a journey. And, you know, over the past three months, I've, I've been overly dedicated with my nutrition and balancing that with some other personal goals. So it's, it hasn't been the – I'm not as lean as I was when I stepped on stage, but, you know, I'm, I'm building back that mindset that I really want that's going to serve me because, I, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 35 or 45 and married with kids. Like if you're leaner – if you got a six pack, if you know you're a little ripped up, like it's never going to hurt your confidence. You know, as long as no. you have the right intention, the right focus, and and that's the message I want to deliver to guys is just kind of raising their personal fucking standards because it's going to bleed into their professional lives, their relationships. Like it doesn't matter if you're married with kids and you know 25, 35 years old. If you're more ripped, like and it and it's a healthy process, a healthy mindset, you're just going to feel better about yourself. Like there's no reason yeah. why you wouldn't. You know, and uh, but on top of that, you want to be strong. You don't want to be a little skinny, uh, skinny little twig like I was when I stepped on stage. You know, so why don't you? That's a little bit about me, kind of my journey over the past year. Um, and uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your your side of the world with the strength, my friend? Yeah. So, um, so my, my training background is like I always played. Uh, rugby as a kid, um, played rugby to a reasonably high level um, in my teens, um, had a knee injury, completely stopped playing, and along the way became a personal trainer, really got into my strength training, um, and pretty early on I realised that um, finding, you know, lifting heavy weights is something I find quite e quite easy to do. Um, you know, I mean, like yesterday, I hadn't trained in about a month because I'd had a shoulder operation, I hadn't deadlifted in about two months, and I walked in the gym yesterday. And sorry, it was in kilos, but uh, you know, I lifted <laughs> two hundred and eighty kilos, which I think two hundred and eighty kilos is going to be well over six hundred pounds. I think 
Yeah, it's Thanks not bad. We'll, we'll leave yeah. it at 280, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, lifting lifting heavy weights is not um, is always something that I've enjoyed and found pretty easy to do. Um, I spent one, I spent about nine months then uh, building up to a powerlifting competition, and I got back into playing rugby as well. And I got my numbers, so I um, I can't, I, I don't know in pounds at all, but I got my lifts up to a bench pressed 175 kilos. Um, I don't know if you've got a computer there, but maybe that's, you could. Uh, that's about three, three and change in pounds. I got you. Hold on, dude. Yeah, it'd be, way, it'd be more than that, I think. Yeah, uh, we'll just we'll down. No, I got you. Hold on. <laughs> How much? One seventy-five. Um, yeah, so I got to one seventy-five. Three eighty-five, um, dude. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, so I did one. Uh, so what's that? Three eighty-five. Yep. In pounds, and then squatted two two five in kilos Woo, almost 500 pounds that's a man's squat yeah i think yeah is it more than 500 pounds it's about no, four, 495 495 and then uh deadlift 310 kilos which i think is over 700 pounds just just so, about it's uh three 683 yeah so um well 300 yeah so um yeah and that took me about nine months and i was you know really you know eating eating loads all that kind of stuff and two weeks before my powerlifting competition, I played a game of rugby that I wasn't supposed to be playing in. Um, we were short on players and the coach asked me to play the night before and I blew my knee out within 10 minutes. And it's always those games where, you know, you're not meant to be playing and it's a, a friendly and it's not an important game. That was always going to be the game that I injured my knee. So I tore my ACL on crutches for about three and a half months um, and I missed a powerlifting comp. But it wasn't really something then that I ever really wanted to get back into in a massive way. It's not, um, I just enjoy lifting weights. The actual getting to the powerlifting competition, it was actually, in, in all truth, it was something I was, you know, if, you know, whether I'd competed or not, I'm not sure I'd have gone on and done it again because it was, I, I found the training quite onerous. Um, I was following um, a West Side barbell program and I did a small off squat program as well. And it just wasn't for me. I just didn't find it that fun. I just like going in the gym, lifting some heavy weights, um, you know, doing all my compounds, doing some assistant work, and not putting too much thought into it. Just kind of almost as like meditation for me, rather than having to, um, you know, go to a chart and figure out percentages. I'd rather just go in the gym and think to myself, right, I feel good today. I'm going to go squat 200 kilos and that's going to be great. And, you know, and then go and do some other stuff in the gym rather than, you know, and it being my, my time away from work and from business and stuff. Whereas I was finding doing these kind of overly, um, not, uh, not complicated. Well, it was complicated, but kind of having to refer back to all these kind of, um, Google documents and stuff, putting in my numbers, it was just doing my head. And whereas now I'm probably as, as strong as I've ever been, and I don't follow any of these complicated routines. I just follow my own system of just lifting heavy weights, doing some kettlebell stuff, staying fit, and, and you know I'm, I'm way fitter than I was then as well. So that's kind of what I was doing with the powerlifting. Um, but um, the only one I'm not doing at the minute is obviously my bench press because I had a shoulder operation about um, a month ago. So that's uh, that's ruled out for now. But um, you know what I want to kind of bring across to guys is just how you know, like you were saying about being lean as well. I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think in conjunction with being strong, lean, going to the gym and just being fit and strong as possible, that has so much carryover into the rest of your life. So 
today because I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty limited with what I can do in the gym at the minute. Um, I just did some kettlebell swings today. I had about 20 minutes free between clients, and I just did 300 kettlebell swings with a 32 kilo kettlebell, which would Ooh, be pretty good. Uh, yeah, but you know, it was you know got pretty sweaty. Took about 15, 20 minutes. It was fine. You know, I got a good workout on. You know, was it the ideal workout? No, I probably could have done some other stuff, but it's better than me kind of using the fact that I had a busy day as an excuse. Um, and also, like, the endorphins were released. I felt great afterwards. You know, I'd be probably be more productive all day because of it. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I think me and you haven't spoken, you know, quite a lot about this recently. That's what we want to get across. The kind of imperfect action is better than no action at all. Yeah. And just going in the gym and, you know, I, I, I was speaking to a client, a female client the other week, um, and I was saying about, you know, if you're away, you know, with work or whatever, and there's a hotel gym and they've got no weights, yeah, you know, you're better off just going for a run on the treadmill than doing nothing. You know, imperfect action, Trump said, you know, Trump's no action at all every time. You know what I find, like, because I actually was away, I think it was two or three weeks ago, and I, dude, I'll be the first to admit, I usually don't follow through with my workouts as well on when I'm, when I'm away. And I was meant to uh, go to a CrossFit wad with my buddy, but we got in super late and there was no way I was going to wake up on like four hours of sleep. So I just kind of said, fuck it. And uh, I forced myself when everyone else was going against the green because everyone around me didn't work out. Uh, I forced myself to, to go into the hotel gym. I hit 30 minute, you know, interval, like metabolic workout, burpees, you know, uh, lunges, just basic stuff. And uh, dude, it, it, it wasn't about like having the perfect workout or hitting my macros that day. For me, it was solely like I know in my mind if I keep this habit in place, it's yeah. going to just keep me stronger up top. And when I go back, you know, it's going to reflect. Like I'm not going to feel worse about myself. I'm not going to see a worse number on the scale. My body fat's probably not going to, you know, shift around too much. So I think it's the biggest takeaway, dude, you know, because it isn't about the perfect workout usually, right? No, and that, that's the thing as well is I is you know I, I with what I found with my clients and in my own training um, as well is I tend to find that you know there's always one day a week there's one day a week you could go in the gym and hit a PB you could go in and you could squat 200 kilos and you could you know you could feel absolutely awesome you could go in there you could squat 200 kilos you could do Tabata burpees you could do 300 kettlebell swings and then run a mile and you could feel amazing. Whereas there's other days where it's cold and wet outside, that's the day you go into the gym and just doing something is where you get results. It's not the one day a week where you feel on top of the world and doing a good workout. One workout a week is not going to cut the mustard. It's all about getting consistent and frequently going to the gym and just doing some of the right things. And very often, and I'm sure you've been in the same case where you go into the gym and you felt a bit tired and you're not really feeling it and you thought, right, I'll do half an hour and they'll get out of there. And by the time you've warmed up, you've jumped on the rowing machine or whatever, and you've done a bit of a war, but done some stretching, you actually feel a lot better, and you have a really good session anyway. Dude, I completely agree, man. I've actually been, um, just because my schedule's been pretty hectic, I, you know, I've, I've, I've told you about some stuff that I've had to focus on at the gym, is, you know, we've got a new staff in place, and kind of cleaning up a little bit of a mess. Uh, but basically... I, my schedule's super spread, so like a lot of days I start at five, I go till eight or nine at night, and what I'm finding is like when I try to pack in like my strength and cardio, get the perfect workout, like 
like a 90 minute block, you know? So what I do now is I hit my strength, you know, and I'm going heavy right now. So I'm not working off a ton of a sweat. And I do that first thing in the morning somewhere in my block. And then I hit my cardio right before my second block of work. And uh, dude, it changes my state. And, and honestly, like it gives me that second wind and builds that mental fortitude because, you know, getting yourself to show up to a workout twice, especially that second one that you don't want to do as much, it builds that habit so much stronger, man. So, you know, for guys out there that are struggling, like chopping it up into shorter sessions like that, if your goal is like body comp, that, or even anyone with, you know, general fitness, like it changes your physiology and it changes your habits and it changes your, 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 your mental. I literally get a second wind going into the second half of my day, you know? Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, I, you know, that, that's what I kind of meant about, you know, me saying when, you know, I was following kind of some of these more, um, complicated routines with, you know, um, for the powerlifting that we're taking like 90 minutes or whatever to get through. And, you know, during a busy day, like, you know, we both run businesses, who's got time for that, you know, and, and on those days where you don't, you're not, you're not really feeling it, you kind of, that can be a massive turn off for your workout. Whereas one of the big things that I've taken away from my training in the last six months is it was actually um, a Jason Ferrugia article mm. and it was about prioritizing your exercises. So I go in the gym and say if I've got, um, you know, eight exercises that I'm going to be doing that day, I just prioritize the top three or four. You know, if I'm not feeling great, I just say, right, these are the top three or four. And if I'm short on time, you know, not feeling very good or, you know, a bit tired or whatever, I have to get those three or four done. And then 99% of the time, once I've done the fourth workout, fourth exercise, I'm feeling awesome and I'm moving on to the next one anyway. Yeah. And I just think, it, I think that kind of real sense of overwhelm goes. Um, it's everything. You know, it's everything yeah. personally professionally like that's that's how we feel in our businesses some days you know yeah just you know just prioritizing th certain things can just help massively throughout your day i think and um you know it's just like you know they always say don't they with you know setting goals and i know it's something that simon's talked about quite a lot in terms of you know setting goals just write three things down the day before get those three things done and you'll probably get way more done whereas if you go in with a kind of scattergun approach and try and do lots and lots of different things it's going to be a very long day and you probably get very little done anyway. Yeah. What do you, what do you like to tell your, uh, your clients at your gym to kind of simplify things down and, and just get focused and get it done? What do, what do you find to work best when it comes to fitness and nutrition? In terms of the way that we, you know, I know the way that you run your, you know, we, we run our businesses in similar ways. I mean, part of the reason why I think the transformation programs uh, are so successful is because, a client coming to a gym three or four times a week to work with other people with a personal trainer is, and you know, having that accountability just really gets, you know, is, is hugely important. And that's where I think having a coach is massive, whether it's online with something, you know, like with fortitude that we're going to be doing or whether it's in our gyms, I think having a coach is massive because that accountability is everything. And that's where like we were talking, you've, you've been saying about habits accountability and consistency is massive if you've got someone to hold you accountable to and you're you know and you you take part in a 10 12 week 15 week whatever transformation program strength program whatever it's the first five six weeks as everyone knows of following a routine that's the most difficult once you start to form those habits you start to get used to it things start to get a bit easier all of a sudden you're away and it can genuinely be something that is there for the rest of your life um you know and i i've i've never personally been um, in a position other than when I had my knee injury where I've never trained. I've always kind of been interested in fitness and always, always gone to the gym and stuff. 
but I, I so I, I kind of can't really understand. I know you've talked about quite a lot being overweight as a child and stuff. So you may feel a bit differently to me, but I've never been in the position where I've started going to the gym. So it's very different from my point of view. I don't really know what it's like to begin, but from what I've seen with clients, it's those first five or six weeks, just make or break everything. And that's where it's so important to just start going, being consistent and being held accountable. Yeah, dude. And being in that environment too, you know, whether it be like an online community or like, a, you know, that's what, honestly, I, will, I make a lot of references to CrossFit, which I think neither one of our, our clientele would really appreciate at our, at our own gyms as much. But uh, you know, the, the, the reason why CrossFit is so successful is because they create that accountability. It's not client to coach as much as it is, no. as it is coach to, or, or client to community, you know? Yeah. So when you're surrounded, like, like I, you probably feel it. Like if you have friends or family that, you know, you go visit for a holiday or whatever, or just some time away, maybe, maybe you're a bachelor party before a wedding, like if everyone else around you doesn't train and they don't have the training habits, what do you feel like doing? Do you feel like training or do you not feel like training? Absolutely not training. Dude, and it's so hard, man. But like those, like when, like that time, like when I was away two weeks ago, like no one around me beside, you know, the one dude that, that, that does a CrossFit wads, like no one around me trained there and they like, they all eat unhealthy. Like, you know, they don't have weight issues or anything like that, but they're just not as, they're not as dedicated to their fitness and health as much. And I felt that energy pull and I knew that was like, that was like my opportunity to build my fortitude mentally, you know, and habitually. But like surrounding yourself with the environment is going to make you either want or not want to do it. You still have the choice, but like, yeah, the ca- having a coach is essential. And on top of that, the surrounding yourself with like-minded is is probably the most powerful thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, one, one thing I've kind of experienced that with myself recently is I, um, I was on the first ever Strength Matters kettlebell uh, qualification. Um, I was already, I was already, um, qualified with several different um institutions and kettlebells and and everything like that but um this is a this was a new company um that um i kind of followed on facebook and everything like that they seemed really cool and so i went to their course which was actually kind of just north of london northwest um, of london and um they had some awesome trainers there so their head coach their head um, instructor sorry is a guy called mark rifkind who's uh he's an american dude i think from um uh from san francisco and there's a couple of other like well-known uh coaches there a guy called mark toomey who i think's from arizona and there's a there was a guy who was actually taking my group called uh jason kane from ireland and these coaches were just absolutely incredible but the the group of people there so there's probably about 60 or 70 people taking the course and we were there all weekend got to know each other we're all staying in the same hotel have all got each other on facebook and it's just really cool to like see what everybody else is getting up to with their training, um, and it really kind of pushes other people on. Makes you step and it so up. I, yeah, absolutely. I kind of really feel that in my own training now. Um, you know, and I've you know I, I was really inspired. There was um, one of the coaches at the or one of the instructors there was a guy called um, I think he was called Phil or Paul, but he was called I think it was Phil McDougal was his name, and um, I believe he was like an ex uh, British Marine and um he's a really cool guy and he did this uh swing test that everybody else did with a 32 kilo um and that trust me it was a hard fitness test he did it with a 40 and that's <laughs> kind of yeah and that kind of made me think right that is the guy you know that's the kind of guy that i want to be you know i want to be as fit as him 
And so that's kind of my goal now. So as I'm, you know, rebuilding my shoulder and getting that ready to be pressing and things like that again, that's what I'm going to be doing. That's going to be my sole focus is to do the swing test with uh, with 40 kilos. But for anybody out there listening who's kind of interested in kettlebell training or functional training, follow Strength Matters. They've got some really, really good um, uh, people involved with that company, some of the world's kind of best people involved in functional training. Um but what I really liked about the Strength Matters way and the kind of way that Mark Rifkin was teaching was, and it has kind of revolution, revolutionized my own training to an extent, is it's my whole training now is built around about five exercises. Um, you know, it's just kettlebell presses, um, squats, kettlebell swings, you know, there's, you know and, and uh, some, just some heavy deadlifts and rows as well. And it's there's no nonsense. There's no kind of you know, overthinking things, you know, supersetting things and things like that. It's just get strong, get fit. And it's it's made my training and my client's training a lot more simple. And hopefully that's going to translate across to what we're going to be teaching with Fortitude Fitness. Dude, so going off that, what do you think a lot of guys out there, you know, that are that are pretty good with their lifting, maybe they're not, you know, fully dedicated or, you know, they got a, good, a decent gym habit going, like, Tell me what you think about the value of, of really building it around progressive strength. Because I honestly, like like where I train, it's it's pretty general population. I train at this big gym across the street in my off hours. And there's a, there's a good bit of bros there, you know. There's some guys that know what they're doing. But there's a lot of a lot of homies that are just, you know, trying to chase the pump and stuff like that. What do you, what do you think they should know or guys that are listening should know about, like, the value in building long-term strength like progressively um sorry i've just gone off speaker is that is that all right you you're right me? go ahead yeah yeah cool um yeah i mean well one thing i definitely say is um obviously i want to promote fortitude fitness as much as possible but a really cool thing to follow is uh jason ferugia do you follow him yep i met him yeah. too yeah, like Renegade's uh, Renegade guy. I mean, he. I, I, I'm a big, big fan of his because it, it, that he just, you know, similar to what I said about strength matters, just preaches simple: lift heavy weights, get strong, then try and be get try and get Jack next. Um, and that's kind of what you know. When, when I was doing my powerlifting, I was, as, you know, I, I did a little bit of bodybuilding style training around the strength stuff because I had to gain, you know, some muscle and some size to um to become as strong as i possibly could but my first and foremost thing would be like if you're listening to this and you're a guy who started to get into training you know you've done a few squats and things like that but you've never really put it together consistently spend the next six months getting as strong as fucking possible become an animal and then start thinking about becoming you know um you know you're trying to get all cut and you know looking you know looking amazing um that would be my advice you know ditch the bicep curls for now ditch um the reverse tricep kickbacks just <laughs> fucking uh, deadlift squat press and bench and do some rows as well and think you know make sure you're doing your postural stuff as well you know your um your rows and you know whether you're doing that with kettlebells you're doing that with a bar whatever just lift heavy get as strong as you possibly can i mean i was chatting to a good friend of mine um jack so this, this guy jack um you know he, he used to you know i was re been really good friends with him for years um he'll probably be listening to this because he he's always interested in what i'm doing now jack um not that i want to blow smoke up his backside now but he went from being like 
not not in bad shape, but just like a normal guy, just completely normal. And he's now got himself in really, really good shape. Like he's dieted he, over the last year. I mean, he is in serious good physique for somebody who's not taking steroids. He's in really good shape. Um, and he was saying to me the other day about doing German volume training, you know, the 10 by 10 sort of bodybuilding stuff to gain mass. And I just said to him, look, stop, you know, for, you know, go do a strength cycle. Because you've got to think from a volume point of view, if you could do GVT right now, um, bench pressing 80 kilos for 100 reps, that's 8,000 kilos over the course of your session, right? Whereas if you go away and spend three or four months getting strong, getting real strong, and you can do that with 100, 110 kilos, all of a sudden you're lifting 10,000, 11,000 kilos per workout. It's exponential. Yeah, I mean, huge jumps. And, um, you know, that's why I think a lot of people go wrong um, go, go wrong when they're starting to lift weights now. I've made that mistake when I was about 17, 18, spending too much time, you know, doing three sets of 10 bench press into tricep pull-downs and things like that. I wish when I was 17, I'd just spent more time doing sort of four sets of five, heavy lifting, um, and then from there, you can then base it off that. Because you look at the kind of current crop of bodybuilders you know there's a gym down the road from mine that i sometimes go to do there are some fucking freaks in there man huge guys <laughs> huge huge guys but they're all weak as piss they're weak <laughs> as piss and you know steroids could do wonderful things for your body and they can make you look like hulk hogan but not be able to lift like him <laughs> and you know there was i was read i read an article about um arnold schwarzenegger when he was 19 years old entered a powerlifting competition and deadlifted like 700 pounds you know arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> was a strong strong man yep. um franco colombo have you heard of him yep yeah i mean this guy franco colombo did um powerlifting strongman events he was also italian heavyweight boxing champion at one point i mean these guys were all legit strong dudes athletic dudes before they went into bodybuilding whereas i think a lot of people you know now are like 18 years old um, are looking between whether to buy Flex or FHM, pit Flex, and then they just seem to think that they can train like Jay Cutler and do a load of bicep curls and look like him. Whereas, no, you you probably need to like get get yourself benching well over a hundred kilos first before you start doing that kind of stuff. Dude, I'm talking I think about that him, would be like that like, would be my advice: get dude, strong, dude. Like little do a lot of guys realize too when it comes to like the hypertrophy retraining, trying to build density and you know your muscles. And actually get like solid is that you know they it's been shown that you can get the same similar if not better benefits from doing like higher intensity like 80 90 percent of your rep like your max like just with more volume with that heavy weight taking your time with it you know doing like five yeah. by five like stuff like that versus pumping out like you know six sets of 10 reps with freaking like 60 percent of your weight you know and yeah and as you as you that there's a time and a place i find from my own training to cycle that in and out, you know? Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. There's, there's definitely time for that. But honestly, dude, you, you can stay on a, almost a clear strength path with some deloading and, and you'll, you'll gain the size you want, you know, like, well, and as, as you, you know, as you touched on before, the, the key part of all of this is nutrition. Yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, okay. Yeah. You know, you might, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to get jacked, um, my advice would be, um, get strong first, a hundred percent. You know, if you're sat, you know, if you're sat listening to this, whether you're 18 years old, 25 years old, whatever, 30 years old, 35 years old, and you're thinking, do you know what? 
I actually want to spend the next year of my life getting in really good shape. Spend the first nine months getting strong. Get strong. Eat right. You'll get in good shape. Naturally. You'll just get in good shape anyway. If you if you if you start lifting more weight, upping your testosterone levels, and eating the right foods, and drinking less beer, and eating less Doritos, you're gonna get in pretty good shape. I mean, that's the thing is, it's it's not you know don't overcomplicate these things. You know, like you know that you know the whole kind of IIFYM movement and things like that. You know, again, there's a time and a place for IIFYM. You know, counting your macros and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. If you you know if you want to be stepping on stage. Um, um, in the next kind of three or four months, yeah, you probably need to start thinking about that, um, you know, right now. But if you're just sat there and you're thinking, right, day one of my new fitness regime, do you really need to? Do you really need to, you know, be counting exactly how much fat you're eating tomorrow? Just eat the right foods, cut all the processed foods out of your diet, start lifting some heavy weights, do some high intensity fitness as well as that, you know, some finishes, whether that's with kettlebells, that'd be my, you know, preference of choice. Um, or whether it's, you know, sprint training, hill sprints, um, or even, you know, even if it was like a watt bike class or a spin bike class, you know, mixing that in with some heavy lifting, eating the right foods, you're going to get good results initially. And that's where I think everybody should just start rather than, you know, weighing their food and messing around with that at the beginning. That there's a time and a place for that. Like when, you know, when you were 12 weeks out or 16 weeks out, when you first began, um, your journey of going into that event, yeah, okay, I'm four months out. Now we need to think about this kind of thing. Yep. And dude, like speaking of just, you know, pure strength focus, a lot of the guys they don't realize is that if, you know, if your first two, like 20, 12 to 24 months of consistent, like periodized progressive strength training that's, that's focused on constant, you know, strength building, you will gain the most amount of strength. And the most amount of size, and it's like I, I don't know if you guys refer to it in the UK over there. It's basically like what we call newbie gains, right? So oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like like, dude, all the ladies at your gym they get the same benefits, you know, on a different scale. But like any guy listening to this, yeah. if you've never followed a progress, some type of periodized program long term, like dude, if you if you just stop what you're doing and stick with a simple plan that's progressive, you'll gain strength and size faster than ever before. But you got to commit to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's well, going to set mean, that stage for, for everything we're talking about here. Because, you know, later down the line, like, like right now in my own training, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a ton of volume. I'm focusing on strength and, and uh, high-intensity cardio because I want to maintain, if not gain strength, while I, I lean out and, and test my diet a bit. But I'm also, you know, eight, nine years into pretty darn consistent strength training. So that's what I need to do at this point, you know? Hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, I mean, a great example that everybody who's listened to this knows who I'm talking about when I say The Rock. Everybody, everybody in the world knows who Dwayne Johnson is. You know, he, Dwayne Johnson didn't go. You know, he he played for the Miami Hurricanes in college mm. football. Yeah. You know, he was an athlete. He was a strong, big, big man, um, powerful, lifting weights way before he was ever in the WWE. Um, or WWF as it was then. Like, yeah. you know, same with Hulk Hogan, man. Like Hulk Hogan was a bear. He's a big man, and he, you know, you can't you can't just pick up a magazine and see. You know, The Rock was recently on one of the Muscle and Fitness um, covers, and you know, he's talking about doing his, you know, doing high rep training. Yeah, but The Rock didn't become The Rock by just doing high rep training. The Rock became The Rock by bench pressing a lot of weight. And I saw recently as well, John Cena. 
Um, there was a thing about John Cena squatting about 500 pounds, you know, and uh, or was it maybe even more than that? And you know, John Cena again, he played college football. You know, these are these are all guys that were doing. You know, they were really strong, athletic people. Then went into you know looking awesome, and I think that's what I think people need to realise is that yeah, you you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna look like anywhere. Well, nobody, <laughs> very few people in the world are gonna look like the Rock, but you're not gonna be looking like a really good. Um, jacked up guy if you're still bench pressing 70 kilos nah. so why don't we, why don't we give our, our fellows listening in uh, just kind of a, a place to start because I'm sure a lot of them have never followed something consistent, progressive that they've committed to on a, on a high level so what yep. would you, I'll talk a little nutrition just you know as far as staying relatively lean and stuff but why don't you just share what you think like they should, you just recommend anyone listening in that's maybe not training right now, they're inconsistent, they haven't ever stuck with a consistent strength plan for long term, what do you recommend they do for the next like 3, 6, 9, 12 months? Just give a simple example. Um, very simply, I'd, I'd just say start, um, you know, if we just said for, th- for two months, I would just do four sets of five of the major exercises. Make sure that your form's correct. Make sure that you're squatting low without getting a hip tuck. Um you know, so I'd be looking at squats. And if you're struggling to squat with a bar, do it with kettlebells. Kettlebell squats are very, very good for building your form, building a strong core. So a squat of any variation, adding some weight to that. And, you know, a really good way that you could do that is with a TRX. You could add a weight vest to a TRX. Um, so make sure you're squatting. Doing a deadlift, again, that could be with a kettlebell um, or two kettlebells doesn't have to be a bar to start with if you need to work on your form so we've got squats deadlift definitely a press um overhead again kettlebells or a bar i would probably recommend single arms kettlebells really working on your trunk as well there a row of some sort a bent over row whether or a trx row or seated row a row as well and um i would also be doing bench press obviously as well Mixing that in with, you know, whether, you know, you could, you know, do some some form of conditioning, whether that's pushing a heavy prowler, you know, whatever. But those kind of main exercises, which um, are often kind of called the grind exercises, the kind of heavy compound, um, strong exercises, build your strength um, and maybe split that into two different days. You know, I'd maybe do... Um, Maybe do your um, do a lower lower body day and an upper body day, and do that. Um, do both of those twice a week, and at, at the end of each session, add in you know w- you know whatever sort of conditioning you think is appropriate, whether it's prowler, some rowing intervals, some hill sprints, whatever. But if you do that for two weeks and follow the sort of nutrition advice you're about to give, you know results are going to follow. You're going to get stronger. Um, you're going to feel feel good, and you're going to lean out. Yep. Perfect, man. And, you know, you can break that up however you want, depending on your, your time, your lifestyle, like what your goals are. Like, like I'm sure you're like me where you just like, you just enjoy training. So like I do like a set, like a six day split and I do some, you know, conditioning work on pretty much every other day, if not every day. And then something just to stay active on that seventh, you know? Yeah. But uh, as far as nutrition goes, uh, first thing, the, the best thing most people can do is just clean up their damn diet. Like, if, if you say you're, you know, you're eating, like, a lot, I'm sure you hear the slide at your gym, like, you meet with someone for the first time, they say they're eating pretty healthy, but in all honesty, they're, like, having no. chocolate and chips and cookies and stuff, you know, here and there, and that stuff adds up. Like, dude, if, yeah. you want, 
if you want to get the most from your strength training, just from your training, you want to feel and look your best, just clean up your diet. Like I, I get all of our ladies at our gym started on the Whole30. Whole30 is yeah. basically uh, paleo kind of condensed down into one book. And you know they have some opinions that I don't necessarily completely agree with, but the, the takeaway is to get the crap out of your diet, the processed foods out of your diet, ideally no booze, but uh, you know if, if you're going to have – what I, my personal rule is if I'm going to have a couple beers one night, um, I always hit – I make, make it a priority that day. I hit some cardio to burn some extra calories. Um, another, another route you can go if you're going out to the club or – you know, you're you're going to a wedding. Just go, just you know, suck it up if you want to feel and look your best the next day. And but you're you, st- you still want to drink and just go, you know, vodka soda, uh, gin and soda. Just keep it simple, keep it light if it's that important to you. You know, it's like you like I've been dropping fat pretty consistently uh, past two months. I probably lost two and a half, three percent. Now I'm down fifteen, twenty pounds, and mm-hmm. uh, I've I've pretty much had a couple drinks almost every single weekend. And the only, yeah. the only reason that's worked is because I planned for it, you know. Yeah. But my I, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the same boat, man. I mean, I've lost in the last month. I've lost twenty pounds. Damn. Um. Yeah. And like. Yeah. I mean, I purposely bulked before that, but yeah. I don't think I've lost much muscle mass. Yeah. And you know, I I had quite a lot to drink this weekend, but that was the only weekend I've done it. But I've not done anything particularly fancy. I've just eaten healthy. Thought more about what I'm putting in my body. The only macronutrient I'm really counting is protein, um, yep. and that's it. I'm not, you know, and I, at the minute I'm not taking any supplements either. I'm not taking protein shakes, anything like that. I'm just eating a lot of chicken, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and just yeah, I'm just eating, putting good quality food in my body, man. I'm just not overthinking it. You know, overthinking is the worst thing. If if um, some if someone listening then does, you know, they have counted macros and calories and stuff like that. The best thing you could do is. Honestly, if you're just if you want a simple approach and you want to listen to what Alan's recommending with the training, you know what I'd say with the diet is just first clean it up, like I said, okay, and then just stack your carbs uh, first in the morning and then right after your workout and before if you need it, and just everything yeah. else from that, just focus on protein, fats, and veggies, and that's you're gonna at least stay lean if not drop some fat depending on you know where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean I saw a really good post the other day on Facebook saying um, earn your carbs. Which is so true. Like, yeah. you know, don't don't you know? You know, I know you call it in the states oatmeal, or but we we call it porridge over here. <laughs> don't don't you know? Don't think you can have a big bowl of porridge post workout if you've not done a good workout. You know, if you've done a crap workout and you've barely done anything in the gym, you've been on your phone uh, texting and you've really just been looking at the girls in the gym. Really, um, <laughs> don't feel that you can have you know, 150 grams of carbs in one sitting after, <laughs> after you train, <laughs> you know, you know, if you've gone in the gym and you've trained like a beast and you've hit a PB and then you've just absolutely smashed out a kettlebell swing session and you think, yeah, I need some carbs. Cool. That's great. You probably do need some carbs after that session. But you know, if you, if you're, if you're in the gym and you're actually more interested in how your hair looks and chatting to girls, then I probably wouldn't recommend a huge amount of carbs for his training. And you shouldn't be posting gym selfies to Instagram if, if you got a good sweat going too, like me. Yeah, so. yeah, tag Fortitude Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> what well, can we uh, but, leave our guys with? Uh, you know, let's say they, they're ready to get started. We'll probably post like a simple strain training program, some simple guidelines with nutrition. But I'm sure they want to enjoy a couple beers. Like, what yeah. what do you recommend over the next couple of weeks? Since it's you know it's here to December first, dude. Like. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, I, how can they stay lean and you know get on track and not let it deter them? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think I think uh, I was actually thinking earlier that uh, we could talk about. Um, I'm th- maybe we could do for the new year like a a PDF or something, um, a downloadable document or something with just some basic trading principles in there, which would be quite good that we could get done over the next few days. But yeah, I mean, I would just stick with what I was saying, like you know, get your major lifts, your your deadlift, your squat, your press, your bench press, and some rows, and you know. I just hit heavy. I just go for four sets or five sets of five, um, you know, and maybe some volume after that. So, you know, I get a lot of my guys for upper body workouts. I would do, you know, my own training, I would say do four sets of five heavy on bench press and then I'd move on to maybe doing three sets to 10 at a lighter weight, you know, more of a drop set kind of thing, post-strength training. But stuff like that, man, just keep it, I just say, honestly, just keep it simple, lift some weights, um, enjoy your training, um, get on the nutrition and just, you know, if you, if you just think, you know, if you if you look after yourself in the gym and you train like a beast, you look after your nutrition, you're eating the right foods, the aesthetics and the feeling good is just going to come as a as a side effect of that. Yep, and you could, dude. And you know, the hardest part isn't isn't getting the perfect plan. It's it's doing the plan that you do. So yeah. I'd rather see like ten guys just start what you said and then fine tune it. But you know, everyone everyone's worried about the perfect plan starting out. That's never going to serve you, right? So, yeah, I, you know, follow, follow what Alan said and, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you one last little sneaky tip here and I always drop this in, but I never recommend it. If you're going to eat shit, make sure it's right after real intense training session so it doesn't, you know, store in your stomach. So if you're going to have some cakes and cookies, make sure you hit a heavy leg day, real intense, get a, you know, hit the rower pretty hard and then you can enjoy a cake or two, but don't go, don't go crazy with it, you know? Yeah. So definitely. Uh, all right, dude. Well, uh, I think this wraps up episode one, man. So we will be uh, chatting with everyone here on Fourth Two Fitness Podcast next week. Any any last words, Alan? No, just uh, see see you at episode two. All right, buddy. Have a good one, man. Cheers, bro. Bye.